Hello, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And I'm thrilled because I'm a big fan of Goliath as a series that it is now season three. And my buddy Billy Bob Thornton is here doing it again. You must be having a good time. I actually am. <laughs> That's good. I really am. I, I love playing this character. I really do. And the character is very close to... Uh, well, if I were a lawyer in California, that's probably how I would be. I mean, you know, I just kind of go there every day and be myself in a lot of ways. Um, but it's a, it's a fun set, and one of the greatest things about it is that Larry Trilling, who's the sort of showrunner, you know, executive producer and director, he directs all the episodes. So you don't have a different guest director coming in each week. Yeah, that could be a little... Yeah. It's weird, because you know, I came from movies, and I'm used to one person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, uh, I've been on things where they have wonderful directors, but this is the guy who knows the show inside and out. And so you know that that's the person who's going to be there every time. Mm-hmm. And you and you develop a rapport, and you have a shorthand, and all this kind of thing. So it's it's Well, if you had great. a fight with somebody, and you already went through it, why have it again? Right. Exactly. <laughs> At least this can happen. All I right. mean, it's the first. It's it's so weird because it's sort of like when a somebody comes in on episode six of something, mm-hmm. and and they start saying stuff about well, you know, we think in this you'd you'd have like this weird energy and you. It's like, well, excuse me, but I'm I, I've I've been doing this for like three years. <laughs> I, I don't I don't do that. So you know. And uh, it's like my old thing with, uh, and it's one of Larry's favorite things. When you're driving a car in a movie and you're thinking like you're on the way to something that's right. real intense or you just come from a murder scene or whatever it is, <laughs> and they always want you to make facial expressions when you're by yourself in the car. <laughs> and I hope my standard line is I say, look, I have the same look on my face. Uh, when I'm eating a ham sandwich as I do when I just murdered my uncle. It's the same, it's the same look. So if I'm driving the car, I'm, th- I'm thinking about a ham sandwich or killing my uncle. It's the same thing. I'm just driving a car. <laughs> it, I can give you this yeah, or right. I can give you that. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. It. It's going to be That's the it. same thing. You yeah. know? My best line, I told a director one time, He's, he was showing me how to be drunk in this scene. <laughs> oh, wow. And I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I've been drunk since 7.30 this morning. <laughs> this is exactly how it looks. And I think this is an Oscar performance. <laughs> right. Here, right, here. That's right. All right. Well, be, let me do due diligence about, about season three because it had a real, uh, the episodes that I've got to watch. Have has a kind of Chinatown vibe. Yes, you know it's about water and what's going on with it and that corruption and it's kind of a great symbol of what it is because it permeates everything. And yes, do you have do you play a role in that about what it's going to be, what a season is going to shape up as? Not particularly. I, my suggestions are usually in the area of casting the other actors and. Uh, uh, you know, ideas about how to do scenes or maybe changes in dialogue sometimes, things like that. And uh, the writers are very good. Uh, all three seasons about here's here's what the case is this year and here's who the people are going to be. Because as you know, 
each season's different people, other than my core group. Yeah, it's different people, but it's also different feelings. It's different about feelings, each one, which is what's yes. great. You know, Absolutely. you get a feeling that there's sure. a whole new thing is going to go on. Here. Well, the first season, you know, it was uh, more court. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very much like a law show. Mm-hmm. The first season, uh, although I did get beat up a couple of times, mm-hmm. but uh, the second season was a, a lot less court. Uh, this season, there's a more of a balance. It's sort of like a, a combination of season one and season two in terms of how much courtroom stuff there is. But the the character has always been not just a lawyer. He's always been kind of a detective in a way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, so you, you combine Columbo and Nicholson and Chinatown and and uh, and uh, Paul Newman and the verdict, mm-hmm. you know, all those kind of things put together, and that's that's really sort of what the character is. I've never asked you this. Do you take that approach, a kind of Daniel Day Lewis approach, where when you're playing uh, Billy McBride and Goliath, you're him every minute that you you take him home. He's just a part of who you are. Well, in in terms of this character, mm-hmm. I kind of take him home because it is so close Most to me. It already is. I mean, it's uh, honestly when I'm on the set and scenes, I'm, I've been playing the character long enough now, where I really feel like the things are happening to me. I mean, I feel like I am that guy now. I, I even have business cards. The prop guys gave me Billy McBride attorney law cards. <laughs> I've got some, <laughs> and every great. now and then I think maybe I'll try to get out of a ticket with this thing. You know, <laughs> but uh, one way or the other, I, I. With this character, like I said, it, it yes, it, it kind of stays with me, but I'm not that type. I, I don't go into that, and I, I believe that a lot of that, and actors get to what they get to however they want to. I think that sometimes, though, this whole idea of living in this character all the time... Uh, I mean, with Daniel Day-Lewis in that, uh, uh, My Left Foot, right... Mm-hmm. I think he probably had to because, I mean, he had to know how to do certain physical things. And if you don't practice it constantly, I'm sure you could get out of mm-hmm. that. I mean, it ain't easy to eat a bowl of soup with your foot. <laughs> you know? Have you tried? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple. You know, if you don't. But um, one way or the other, I believe in my heart that if you're playing a street person, let's say, and you go to downtown L.A. on 5th Street where there are the cardboard houses and all this kind of stuff, and you go down there with your security guard, and they've, they've taken you to Suburban, mm-hmm. and your driver's there, and they park a block away, and you go get in a cardboard box, and you spend the night there. I think that that actor's performance, if they didn't do that, would be exactly the same, whether they went down there for a couple of nights on 5th Street or didn't. If you haven't been homeless, you're never going to to know it. Because if you're homeless, you have nobody to turn to. So your mindset is that I have nowhere to go. I can't call my aunt because I don't have an aunt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any money. I have nobody to call. The actor sleeping in the cardboard box, all he's got to do is call Dale in the car over there. Yeah. And and he lives in Bel Air. Yeah, there's no sense of that you're right. trapped exactly. and that you are really feeling that. That's correct. But and I and I lived an eclectic life and had a, some hard That's times. That's a good word for it, Billy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's really eclectic. Yeah, it's all over that. Well, you know, you have... I've never asked you about this either. You have a star on the Hollywood 
mm-hmm. walk of fame. Right. Is yours in a good place, or is it? It's really good, actually. Is it really? Who's it next it to? Is. I'm not. Well, you know, I always feel bad. I mean, I've had, had friends. Even it's like, uh, uh, you know, we're just we're giving you know, John Smith a star today. I'm just making a name up. Uh, he's at he's at uh, Wilcox and you know Fountain Avenue. Yeah. You're like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and my my star is actually I got it in two thousand four, and I'm right between right in front of the Kodak Theater. So in oh. other words, there's the Chinese and there's the Kodak, and mine is right there. And the reason for that is, uh, and I didn't know this at the time, but Academy Award winners are in that area. Oh, they go so, there. So that's what it is. And I'm between the, the I know the the stars around me are. Robert Duvall, Harrison Ford, and Martin Landau. So I'm, that's pretty good company. Nice, you know. Yeah, because so, you could, you really could be with John Smith during well, the, part it, yeah. the homeless are setting up uh, sure. house. Because right you know they put them down there on. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, they, at least they, they can't ever move you. You know, it's, right? They're not liking Goliath or something. That really can't happen. But you, you know, you've been around this business, and you know how. Even though you're from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. When did you find? When did you leave Arkansas and decide you're going to go to L.A.? Uh, I got to L.A. in 1981, in June of 1981, and uh, so I'm coming up on 40 years in L.A. And the first decade was pretty tough. And uh, I had I had come to New York first with my buddy Tom. We we left town. Mm-hmm. Uh, to seek our fame and fortune, and we were going to move to New York. This was in 1977. <laughs> so it was literally the summer when uh, Son of Sam was... Right, yeah. That was the 77. And we stayed 10 hours in New York. And we were moving here. We had a TV set in the back of his old Buick and $1,000. <laughs> that's, that's really settling. I mean, we were coming up here. <laughs> yeah. And we had like this nightmarish day here. And we just went home. And the sad thing about it was I had this girlfriend at the time back home, and I had this tearful goodbye with her. I said, I, I was acting like a guy going to World War II. <laughs> I, was like, I, I said, honey, <laughs> you know, I'm like crying and stuff. And I said, I have to do this. I have to follow my dreams. And, and this is probably something I've been with for like, you know, eight weeks, <laughs> you know, and which was sort scene. of my style in the, in the, at the time. <laughs> And so, and she's crying and everything, and I say, yep, moving off to New York. May never see you again. The next time you see me, I'm going to be on the big screen or whatever. <laughs> and we stayed 10 hours, and then we went down to, um, uh, like, Maryland and some places. We just got out of here. And I get back to town, and I saw the girl in town. Mind you, I've been gone, like, two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. And... She said, I thought you were going somewhere. I go, yeah, New York. Remember the whole thing? And, and she's already with some other guy. She's moved on. Yeah. She, you know. <laughs> what happened in that time that you were there that it turned you off New York so Well, it was much. just one of, remember that movie, uh, what was the movie, what, what was it called? Uh, After Hours or something yes, like Scorsese's that? Yes, Scorsese's movie. It was like hell. It was like uh, dating, and you went to stages yeah. of hell. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. our day in New York was everything in the world happened. <laughs> we ended up. I remember it was it was pouring rain the whole day. First of all, and we we stopped. Uh, we didn't know what to do. We came through a tunnel, and we're, what's this, the tunnel where you come into Chinatown? 
Lincoln? Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. Right. So that's where we come out. And we're like, you know, because to us, it was just like we're in China, you know. Yeah, sure. Just and, Chinatown. And we parked on 6th Avenue and uh, by some Italian restaurant. But it wasn't like a nice Italian restaurant. It's sort of like fast food looking sort of. And there was this very tall girl in a dress, uh, a red dress, who we weren't that experienced, but we had a feeling he might be on duty. (laughs) And we just parked there, you know, found a parking spot, and we just parked there. Miracle enough. Because we wanted to see Times Square, we wanted to go to 42nd Broadway. You know, sure, we you wanted did. to see Chinatown. that. Chinatown, it's like right next door. Yeah, right? <laughs> sure. So we start walking, and then we were seven, eight blocks on down the road, and it just started pouring rain. And we just kept walking in the rain, just drenched, and we got up there. And this was when Times Square was still pretty sketchy, you know. It wasn't like Universal City Walk yet, you know. <laughs> And we ended up trying to get a cab back. We wanted to see the Empire State Building, and we we ended up on Wall Street somehow. And then we uh, got a cab, and the guy didn't speak much English. We ended up in Harlem, and uh, and and we said, "Look, we need to get back." And we're trying to explain to him. We didn't know the names of anything. (laughs) We're trying to explain to him how to get back to our car. No idea, and. We just we looked at the meter, and it was like that's a lot of money. We better get out of here. So we get out in Harlem in a driving rainstorm, and then we're just standing there. So then we have to get another. Oh, there'll ca- be some sign, right? We'll get you back exactly. And we finally get another cab, and it was I mean really raining, and we lucked out with this cab driver because he was like a cab driver from a Jimmy Cagney movie. I mean, he literally was just like some some old Irish guy, you know, and we obviously have been driving here forever. <laughs> and he said, Hey, how you doing? You know, and so we said, okay, our car is by there's this Italian restaurant, but it doesn't look real. And it's got green stuff on the front and there's a big tall guy in a dress and all this kind of stuff. And he goes, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're on sixth Avenue by so-and-so. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, exactly, he took wow. us right to our car. <laughs> And, well, and, see, we, and we went a, to New Brunswick. It's a happy ending in a way. Yeah. I don't know why you were so turned off, but the way you described it, <laughs> it sounded like the best pitch for a movie that I want to see. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. It we was the beginning of a good one. Guy in the red dress. We could, the whole thing can sure. just happen. Then after we got home, we, uh, you know, hung out for a couple of months and then said, we, we got to do this. So let's go to L.A. So instead of going to L.A., we snuck into town. We went to San Diego first. <laughs> it's like we were afraid to go to L.A., so we went to San, San Diego. Diego. And we lived with my aunt and uncle in, a, in their... Um, they had this little shed that had a waterbed in it. And uh, because the guy, the guy from Mexico, who uh, my uncle was a border patrol guy, mm-hmm. and this guy would come up with him. Um, uh, Augustine was his name. And he was doing the tile work on their pool. And uh, so Augustine slept in there, and me and Tom on a waterbed in a room that was so tiny, and Augustine had his own little uh, sleeping cot thing, but there was just enough room for the bed and Augustine and me and Tom. And so for several months, we stayed there in this thing, and 
Augustine had nightmares almost every night and 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 screamed Scream. in Spanish, you know, and, and all this stuff. And and yet yeah. you guys stay there. We stayed there. <laughs> New and York, I got you in, run out right away. I know. Here you're in some other sort of Absolutely. nightmare, vision of hell, right. but you stay there working, inching your way to yeah. Los Angeles. With, with no money, living yeah. in this little thing, and I got into a band out in Lemon Grove, California, and we played all these shows in Mexico, and then eventually I stayed down in Tecate, Mexico for a while. And we snuck into L.A. after a while and uh, yeah, went to San Bernardino first and then kind of inched our way into L.A. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, because that, it's that whole time where it's all a blank page. You have no idea, no idea. what's really going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, are we just really going to go back to Arkansas and stay there forever? Yeah. We, so we've got to just get out of this exactly. experience. And then you do it. You have... I started that story with your, your star on the Hollywood Hall. Oh, yeah. You know, it's right there. Yeah. Everybody can go by and see it. You have nothing but fame and fortune now. I'm sure that um, they're just Hold taking the world. money from this and just wheeling it behind right. your house because that's what happens. But this... <laughs> and, and that's how it starts. That's how it starts. You know? But you know what's great about it and what you miss about it? And a lot of people, especially these days, people are very cynical. And so when you say you miss the days when you were coming up or whatever, and you, or you complain about fame or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. People are always like, oh, yeah, come on, yeah, you really got it rough. But it's true in the sense that when you're, when you're coming up, you have your dreams are so alive. Mm-hmm. You have dreams. Mm-hmm. And you reach a certain point in your life where it's like, it's like you can't go home and you're already this person and you have to find a way to keep your dreams alive because it affects your work if you don't. Once you stop dreaming, you're done in this business, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm, well, that's where the cynicism comes in, doesn't it? It's just... Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I try to do. My dream is that this show is going to do really well this year and mm-hmm. that I'm going to create something myself maybe for Amazon that you know because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't written in a while or that movie will come along that is going to be my best one ever you know I still look for that you know like a lot instead of resting on the laurels of Sling Blade or Monster's Ball or whatever it is I still think it's out there and if, and if you keep thinking that it shows you know I think in your work in addition to what you do as an actor and a writer and, and in movies and a TV show like that, there's also always been not just this wonderful kind of deadpan humor in you that you seem to see what's funny about things <laughs> that other people take really seriously. Right. And music. It's right. always been with you. Yes. It's, it's what you want to do. You had that. Do you still have the, the band? Oh, the Boxmasters, box yeah, yeah. We yeah. just got off tour. Yeah, not long ago. Our, our, see? Our first show was at uh, Sony Hall here uh, on July 2nd. We played uh, first show in New York, which is always scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a well, tour. it's New York again, so it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is for me. Yeah, and uh, So, yeah, I, the band's going strong. We have a new record out called Spec, which was produced by Jeff Emmerich, and Jeff was the Beatles engineer. So he engineered Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, all those records. And Jeff passed away about eight months or so after the record was finished. So it was the last record he ever produced. Uh, but it's really got something to it, and 
and so far the record's been very well respected and I think next year we're touring Europe and uh, so yeah I mean I started out in music and accidentally became an actor so and they're still both there <laughs> and they're still both there well Billy you know we end the show always in a little bit of song so what right. have you got for us a little bit of song let's mm-hmm. see it's New York State of Mind. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh, let me see. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it's like, maybe I won't be afraid there. <laughs> Let's pick the place where I won't then go back. Yeah, exactly. To Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Have you been back? Well, I mean, yeah, over the years. But, you know, I don't have anybody there anymore. Uh, my family all lives in California and Texas. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends moved away after school, so I really don't have anybody back there anymore to visit or anything. Well, when the movie is made of that story of you and Tom Epperson coming to New York, you know, that's, that's when we have some Arkansas scenes where oh, yeah. we can have you go back. It's Absolutely. Great. Anyway, best of luck, and best Thanks. of luck with this. It's a great show. Oh, oh It's it. always so much fun to talk oh, to you. Oh, you too, too. <laughs> 